what's going on, gamblers, degens, and everybody else in between. This is the Gamblers Anonymous Podcast, GAP, Gap for short, because we're closing the gap between you and the bookies. What's up, everyone? Happy, beautiful Thursday evening, or formerly known as Friday Junior. Let's get it. No work tomorrow. Feeling good. About to give some locks today, that's for sure. Decent week. I'm fucking sore, though. Worked like a fucking slut. I don't know if I can say that. Worked like a fucking dog. Dog from down under. That's what I worked like. But enough of that. I'm your host, JG. Let's get into the recap. Week 35. Lock number one I gave you guys last week. Alcaraz versus Djokovic over 40 and a half games minus 120. Cashed. Ching. Like I said last week, which is also my to the moon, Alcaraz wins 3-2 plus 550, and that is exactly what happened. Ching, ching. Another one cash, baby. What a fucking game it was. Alcaraz loses the first set 6-1. What what I say about him? Don't ever doubt the best in the world. He fights his way to a second set win of 7-6, then puts the throttle to the gas and takes the third set 6-1. But what a game this was. Joker wasn't going away just yet. The former king, who hadn't lost a finals match in over a decade, and ain't a, and he ain't about to go down without a fight, diving for points, fighting for every possible point he could, he won the fourth set 6-4 and took it to the fifth and final set. With chances to break Alcaraz on his serve, you could just see it in his eyes that he wanted the throne. He wanted the throne of tennis. Running down everything, making aces, breaking the will of the Joker. He fucking did it. He took him down, the defending champ, Joker, 6-4 in the fifth and final set. Oh me, oh my, this was a game for the ages. I hope you guys got up for this one. I rushed home from work. Flying. It's only a hundred kilometers. I was going like 130, busting ass, hauling ass to get home. I hope you guys got up for this one. Fuck, took a couple hoots, got locked in, and enjoyed the ride. And before I move on to my next lock, I just I just say those Wimbledon strawberries and cream. Oh my fucking god. That looks so fucking good. Fucking exquisite. It I'd be like August Bloom. Falling into the river of strawberries and cream. It looks so fucking good. Lather me up and call me strawberry shortcake, baby. Because that I cannot stop saying how good those strawberries and cream look. If I ever make my way into Europe, England, I'm, I don't know how. I'll sing I'm King Arthur's son. I don't know what. Lost cousin's son. Once, twice removed. I don't know. I need those Wimbledon strawberries with cream in my life. Oh, my goodness. But... We'll digress and move on. So that's one nothing for the locks and one and oh for to the moon. My second lock, Chinese Super League soccer. I fucked around and I fucked and lost some money on this stupid bet. To be fair, I did say I knew nothing about this. I was just going off stats, but regardless, I lost and I have to do better. Dallin Pro vs. Changchun Yatai, both teams to score, minus 134. Game ended 0-0 and neither team scored. I watched the highlights of this game in Chinese. No idea what was said. I, 
I'm not here to speculate, but if I were to, my guess would be they were saying this game is boring as shit. No one could hit the net. Every opportunity was missed. If it wasn't, it was a cupcake of a header or a lollipop of a shot, which the goalie easily saved. The one chance that barely went through the legs of one goalie and the defender came sliding in and it looked like he just got sniped from 200 feet away to be clear to just when he went to go clear the ball. I, I guess soccer players are dramatic in every league, but this was a loss one and one for locks. And the last lock I had for you guys was from CONCACAF Gold Cup Final between Mexico and Panama under two and a half goals, minus 167. What another exciting game. Game ended one nothing, but could have easily, easily been a higher scoring game. Both goalies played exceptionally well, chance after chance after chance for both teams. Mexico had more of them, but Panama started the game off with a great opportunity to take the lead in the first few minutes, but was thwarted, thwarted by the Mexican defense. A late goal that got called back from offside before the half, kept it nil-nil. At this point, I'm starting to starting to get a little excited. Like, this two to moon is going to come in. Under two and a half is coming in. I, I know that once it's 0-0. Zero, zero. But time passes, and we're in the 88th minute when all goes wrong for the method of victory. Penalties from Mexico plus 1,000. Santiago Jimenez gets subbed on prior. Gets the ball in a one-on-one situation. And the rest is history. Makes a move. Strikes the ball in the bottom right. And Mexico El Trio wins their ninth CONCACAF Gold Championship. So we finished last week 2-1 and one and almost hit that to the moon. If not for Jimenez getting subbed on. But close only counts in horseshoes. Or croquet. Or boche. I don't think close counts in croquet, actually. I take that back. In boche, yes, though. Or lawn bowling, as the white people say. Let's get to the week 36 locks, though. Lock number one. We ain't here to discriminate. If I can make some money off you, I don't care what you are, guy, girl, everything in between don't really matter to me. But. But. Nah, I'm just playing. So we are headed to the Women's World Cup. Denmark versus China PR. Now, I was deliberating between two locks to give you guys. Under two and a half goals, minus 150. Or under two and a half cards, minus 110 in the match. Or you could go to Asian lines under two and a half cards and it'll give you plus 100 or $2, the decimal system. But back to the topic at hand. Only one FIFA ranking separates these teams. Denmark 13th, China 14th. So I'm expecting a very tight game with limited chances for both teams. Now, I'm not only basing it on FIFA rankings. Looking at how Denmark got in through qualification, they had eight games. They won all eight games. And in those eight games, they scored 40 and only allowed two goals. They conceded just twice in those eight games. So they got a tight defense that's hard to penetrate, but they also got 40 goals. Yeah, that's true. But, keyword, but, they are missing their number one striker, Stein Larsen. So I'm thinking they're going to have trouble scoring. And when you look at the two teams, 
past results against one another. No game has gone over two goals. Last four games are one nothing, one one, one nothing, two nothing. And with Zhu Han in net for China, just lock it in under two and a half goals, minus one fifty. Lock number two. All right, I'm done with Women's World Cup and back to the CFL we go. Canadian Football League action. Yep, I'm back at it. BC Lions versus Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And for this one, we're going to team props and selecting Saskatchewan under 16.5 points plus 100. What can I say about BC? But they got the best defense in the league, hands down. They don't create a lot of interceptions, but but they do get sacks, having 21 on this season so far. And even more importantly than just causing sacks, they cause the other team to punt the ball to them. Five games played this year and only 85 points against. The crazy thing is, 45 points came against them in one game, and that one game was against the Argonauts. That's a crazy fucking stat if you think about it. Toronto's the best team in the league, and that's the team to do it to them. Saskatchewan ain't the best team in the league. Week one, they held Calgary to 15 points. Week two, Edmonton couldn't even manage a point against them. Not even one. They got shut out. And all in CFL, you only have to punt the ball through the end zone to get a point. Or if the player kneels, you get one point in the end zone. Week three, they held the number one offense in the league. Your Winnipeg Blue Bombers to six fucking points that week. Then week five, Montreal put up 19. And that barely fucking hit because they got that last field goal in the last four minutes of the game. Sask just lost their starting QB, Travis Harris, to injury. And I think he's done for season. It's a tough injury to see last week, but it's football. I hope he, he gets a healthy recovery. So now they got their second QB in against the best D in the league. And this D going to eat them up. I cannot see them putting up points here. Check the weather. You hear that? I checked the weather because I learned my lesson from Montreal. And it's supposed to be cloudy and rainy and humid. So it sounds like it's going to be a lot of running of the ball for Saskatchewan. Because I don't know what this other QB can do. The only chance I think Saskatchewan has of their punt returner. Who is fucking lethal? Super Mario, they call him, who returned two punts last week. That's the only guy I'm worried about. But lucky for us, it's time for a statement game that BC also has to make. They've lost the last five games to Saskatchewan in BC. So let's just lock it in here right now. Rough Riders under 16.5 points, plus 100. And finally... Our last lock of the day, lock number three. I've already gone, giving you guys two under. So what's better than going down to the place down under and betting on Australia, NBL, North playoffs, the National Basketball League in Australia. Yes, mate. Down under by the crocodile on these rum. And we're betting on the Gold Coast. <laughs> yeah, that was a terrible Australian crack at it, but... Gold Coast Rollers versus USC Rip City. Don't let the names fool you. 
Cause Rip City gonna get ripped to shreds. The Gold Coast Rollers have been rolling. They are in a 16 game win streak. You heard right. 16 in a row going into these playoffs. Best team in the NBL North Division. These guys have played 19 games and only lost two. So they started the season out one and two and they fucking turned it on winning the next 16. That's why we are taking them on the line at minus 11 and a half, minus 120. You want to know how good this team is in their 16-game win streak? They covered the 11.5 in 13 of those games. Keep in mind, Rip City is the 8th seed going into playoffs, and they just came off a loss before getting in. And having a 3-6 and six record in away games, plus the last three games between the Rollers and Rip City, the Rollers have covered and won by an average of 28 points. So let's just roll one up with the Rollers. And lock in Gold Coast Rollers, minus 11.5, minus 120. Now, as one of my favorite singers sing, Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words, Denmark and China draw plus 250. BC Lions first score touchdown plus 200. And the Gold Coast Rollers minus 11.5 and and over 194.5 points plus 250. That gets you 3,576. And because it's our 36th episode, we're going to put 36 on it to give us $1,323. Yes. So enjoy that. I see Denmark and China under two and a half. So 0-0-1-1. BC Lions first score touchdown. They're going to get the ball. We want the ball and we're going to score. Matt Hasselback. BC Lions. Vernon Adams going to do that. They're going to go down March. Tidy. And the Gold Coast Rollers. Last game. Last game they played, it was over 200 points between these two teams. And they covered. Best team in the league. We always bet again. We always bet with the best. Because that's what we do. All right. That's it for this episode. Gamble at your own risk. Have a good weekend. And peace.